At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome in to the Los Angeles City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Danielle Avari here, your host, and excited for the show we have coming up today because, of course, we're talking WNBA Game 3. We have the Sun at the Wings. Winner advances to the semifinals. And we have Brendan Glasheen, who does play-by-play for the Connecticut Sun during the regular season, here to discuss the game. And, frankly... It was a tough discussion in a lot of ways, especially as we looked forward uh, deeper into the bracket semifinals and beyond. We also took a look at future odds as well. But before that, we will have to talk about some very poignant local Los Angeles news. The Angels of the MLB possibly up for sale. That is where we will start things off today. But before we get into any of that, let's take a look at the local Los Angeles odds at Bet Rivers. I'm actually going to start with an NFL prop here. They have a special up if you click specials at Bet Rivers right now that is only available for the next 26-ish or maybe 12 hours by the point you're hearing this. Justin Herbert to record over 5,000 passing yards. That's 499.5. So if he gets 5,000 passing yards or more. He did do that last season. He had 5,014 in that 17-game season. And the yes here is plus 250. There's no no listed, but you can get a yes at plus 250, which isn't as exciting as a special I saw with them. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday. Player to record more passing yards in 2022 in the NFL regular season. Justin Herbert, which was... Minus 125, I believe, or Patrick Mahomes at even money. And that was far more interesting to me because I do think that Justin Herbert will have more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes. So if you see something like that, 
perhaps, or you can just follow the specials in general and see what's going on each day on Bet Rivers. And of course, we'll talk about baseball as well. The Angels and the Rays again, something to look forward to again. Uh, the Angels, you got to wonder, where is this going? Where is this going? We'll get into the Angels a little bit more here in a second, but they are at the Rays again on Wednesday, and the money line for them is plus 210. For the Rays, it's minus 250. As for the pitchers we have, it's Mike Mayers, the righty for the Angels, against Shane McClanahan, the lefty for the Tampa Bay Rays. So you can see why you're getting quite a bit uh, of... I mean, bang for your buck, I guess, on the Angels at plus 210 money line. Total for this one at 7. I could see this one going over. It is just ever so a couple cents slightly juiced to the under, but just about even. And the run line has the Angels at minus 109, getting one and a half runs. The Rays laying one and a half runs at minus 114, if that's something that interests you. The Dodgers also back in action as well, but we're not really sure what the pitchers are going to be uh, on both sides. Andrew Haney slated to go for the Dodgers as they host the Brewers on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Andrew Haney, the lefty, of course, and then undecided for the Brewers. So we'll know more about that after we know who's actually going to be pitching. Remember, you can find all these odds and more at Bet River Sportsbook. So let's get into the Angels really quick here before we go into our WNBA deep dive on Game 3 and beyond. The Angels owner, Art Moreno, announced Tuesday that he has a formal process to evaluate strategic alternatives, including a possible sale of the team. He purchased the Angels, in case you uh, forget, from Disney. $180 million is what he paid in May of 2003. A simpler time. A few months after the franchise won its only World Series championship, mind you. Uh, in case you missed it as well, has not happened again. The Angels actually haven't been to the postseason since 2014. They've not won a postseason game since 2009. And yet, they have Shohei Otani, who is the wonderful unicorn star of the MLB and unfortunately an aging injured Mike Trout who is arguably one of the best players if not the best player in baseball and yet all that talent wasted for what it's unfortunate too from a lot of angles I mean Moreno also is the MLB's only non-white principal owner he's 76 he's done some controversial things of course probably most well known for being a meddler he loves to meddle in the day-to-day -day operations reportedly went over the front office's head uh, to broker large free agent contracts, but at least he was spending money on the team, right? Nevertheless, even with huge revenues in Los Angeles, the Angels have never had a payroll over $183 million. So you hope that that changes under new ownership as well, because we know how much the Dodgers like to spend, and we'll get into a little note on them in just a moment, as it pertains perhaps to Shohei Otani. This opens a door, obviously, for him to possibly be traded, or at least a really crazy extension if they're going to start spending money that would be the player to do it on right reigning al mvp uh, scheduled to become a free agent after next season and i loved this i saw this in an article uh indicated his top priority is winning really interesting go figure do people really just go take contracts for money and they don't care about winning at all like what kind of athlete are you are you a competitor who is this Kobe would turn over in his grave and we did just pass over kobe's birthday so if you celebrate mike trout 31, signed through 2030, lots and lots of money. That's the other thing that the new owner would be inheriting is a good chunk of expensive older talent. And we know that Mike Trout's injuries have become more of an issue because he's dealing with a basically chronic injury at this point and also has a full no-trade protection 
on his contract. So very much controls where he's going to be and what his outlook is going to be. Also unfortunate, I feel like this all turned really dark, but it also unfortunate is that the Nationals, as you may know, are up for sale as well. So really this just means that both teams are going to be competing for the same potential owners as well, money-wise, etc. I think LA is a very different situation, obviously, than, you know, where the Nationals are. It's quite cold. Uh, but I just think that it's unfortunate timing all around. And then even maybe the Orioles could be up for sale as well. They have the, that legal battle going on in the Angelinos family or whatever. So, Angelos, excuse me, uh, very Italian. I, it's all very messy and it's, it's very shocking. And we're going to get Adam Burke, who comes on the show weekly, uh, his thoughts on this as well. We should ask JVT. I got to get JVT's thoughts on this because he is a Clippers fan. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> he's a Clippers fan, but I believe he's also an Angels fan. I'll have to double check on that. Uh, so it'd be interesting to get Jonathan Von Tobel's look on this as well. But Adam Burke will be joining the show for Friday to get his reaction to this. And also, there's so many little facets to this kind of thing. I mean, just three months ago, uh, the city council of Anaheim voided a $320 million deal uh, to sell the stadium to Moreno, who was going to, you know, obviously develop around the real estate. But the deal was negotiated illegally. All this messy stuff happened. So again, just a mess of a season and a mess of an exit. And now a season up for sale. And then Shohei Otani hangs in the balance. Uh, and also the Angels are currently being sued uh, by the family of the former pitcher Tyler Skaggs, who, who had a drug-related death in 2019. This is just a, a cluster F. So maybe that's where the Nationals are coming out smelling like a rose relative to what you're going to have to pick up with this Angels organization. But it all is just... Really, 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 I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's just a mess with the Angels right now, and I think that we're all a little bit shocked. I think we were waiting to hear about a Shohei Otani possible trade or movement, and instead we got this. But do not fear, because WNBA playoffs are here, and that will lift your spirit. So we'll talk about that next. We'll bring in Brendan Glasheen right here on the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Kick off football season with BetRivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, BetRivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, BetRivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with BetRivers. It's a whole new game. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Danielle Alvari here with Brendan Glasheen, who does an incredible job doing play-by-play -play for the Connecticut Sun, but just wrapped up your season, so you are done. You are just enjoying playoffs now, and I know you just got back from vacation, so let's update you, or update us since the last time we saw you. Uh, yeah, everything's great. I was in L.A. I, I was bummed I didn't get to see you in, in Los Angeles, but it was a good trip, yes. good close to the year, and um, things were looking up for the Connecticut Sun after game one last Thursday at the Mohegan, and I figured, okay, they're going to handle this thing in two games, Sunday at noon, and then when you asked me to come on the podcast, I said, oh, the game three that's now happening, because without Arike Agumbawale, Connecticut somehow went down by 29 points to this Dallas team, who, with Arike in and out of the lineup, even in games she's active, it is a team that has given this team trouble. Uh, as Kurt Miller said in his post-game press conference the other day, their talent is better than what their record and their seed 
indicates, and we also have now heard Arike is probable for Game 3, so it creates uh, a lot. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's good for the league, though, these elimination games, for sure. Yeah, and, and to your point about Arike, do you think that is a, this is a silly question to some, is this a benefit or a hindrance in some ways? We know how good of a player Arike is, no one's commenting on that, but the offense opened up a lot. You were mentioning how many assists you saw in the last couple games from Dallas. Mm. Is it going to be an offense that has to start running through Arike again, and is that going to be a good thing, or is that going to kind of slow them down in some ways? I think Noel Quinn's hope, Danielle, is that Arike understands. And you could just kind of tell there was a little post-game clip of Noel Quinn you know, bringing up that 28 assists. I mean, mm-hmm. said it to the, to the team in the locker room after the game on Sunday. That was the last thing she said before she broke the huddle. And... Mm-hmm. and She's made, even in some of the media availability we had with, because when, when Dallas came to Connecticut, we got them twice in three days. They came Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then they played again on Thursday. So we had them for a, a whole week. They got in Monday, they left Friday morning. So Noel was pretty, uh, was not afraid to kind of go at it. I was telling you before we got started here, there was the first game of that two-game series at Connecticut. Dallas went on a 15-6 to run in the third quarter. They were trailing the game. They went on a big run with Arike on the bench and I remember asking Noel Quinn you know what's the or do you mean Vicky I'm sorry Vicky Johnson not Noel yes. Quinn I apologize yes. Noel isn't I knew what Vicky, you meant Vicky Johnson my apologies yeah I I remember asking uh Vicky Johnson you know uh what did you what what message do you, you know, what, what's it say about your team to, to do that with Arike it was so early in the season to think mm-hmm. why is Arike on the bench when everyone else is on this big run with so many new pieces and She's like, look, I mean, we, we've got to move the basketball for us to be successful, and I, we've we've communicated that with with Arike, and I'm gonna play the five on the floor that are doing that at their best, and they were in the rhythm, and they, it's funny to have that perspective now that they were doing that in the, the end of May, to which I thought was okay. They stole a game on the road, good for good for Dallas, but I mean that doesn't yeah. mean much. Connecticut went and blew them out on Thursday later that week, so. They got a split out of it, but it, it, it opened eyes. Like, Dallas is very capable. Their pieces are really good. I'm not going to overreact and think Arike is a minus being in the lineup. She's a shot sure. maker. She gives them a threat at the end of the game. And if it's a game Especially again, if it's close. Yeah. Especially if it's close. And and that's the thing. The game I'm referencing, they won the game at the end. Arike did Arike thing. She made a one-foot <laughs> jumper. Never forget. I mean, I don't know who to even ref- compare it to. It was... It was Arike. It was it was an Arike play off one foot inside the three point line, nothing but net. Just stuff that Arike does and no one else does. So shot making wise in a big spot, I mean <laughs> you'd rather have her on the Huge floor than addition. not. So I think I think it's a good problem to have. Yeah. And it, it calls into question, obviously, Jim Turvey, who I, I'm sure you're familiar with because I know you do work with Action Network. Jim Turvey does a great job with them. Yep. Tweeted this out and I thought this was a great note too, with as far as props go, Alicia Gray points props. Because he saw some of those still up, and I'm sure by the time people are listening to this, maybe not so much. But Arike being ruled probable, how that affects her teammates and their points, props, etc. Is again the ball going to be going through her, or are we going to see more of what we've been seeing from Dallas lately that has been very successful for them? So right now on Bet Rivers, I'm not seeing points props mm-hmm. for Dallas players because kind of to what you just mentioned. Yeah, alluded. Yeah. Uh. Of the line movement, though. I mean, what do we think of, of the line moving? I, I think I told you a second ago, like, I'm looking now at DraftKings, is it four and a half as opposed to an opening line of seven or six and a half? I mean, Arike Gumbawale is, a huge is probably worth a If three. you see a four and a half, 
I'm laying that with the sun. Absolutely. Yeah. No questions. Uh, but I mean, to your point, opened at six and a half at Bet Rivers, I'm seeing five and a half. So even a whole point movement, which it's not crazy in the WNBA. We see that pretty regularly, actually, as far as closing line value goes. Uh, I didn't love six at the wings. I certainly don't love five and a half. Somebody did because it moved the line, but I am tempted to lay five and a half with the sun. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> I don't. I don't love the hesitation from you. You know, well, you know something. The only team that I can think of that they had that they've had close games with at the end, final possession, it's Chicago, and it's the team they went zero and four against. And when you look at the two teams yep. ahead of Connecticut in the standings in Vegas and Chicago, just going by seed, Connecticut finished the season one and six against those teams. And the Vegas games at at Vegas, they one game went one way, the game one game went the other way. Um, it didn't come down to the final possession. Now it almost did when they played without John Quell Jones, but somehow these games just kind of someone's pulling away by two or more possessions. But any game that I can think of that this team has played, or its final possession, it's been Chicago. And that's it. Maybe Sue Bird's final game at Connecticut, it was like a four-point game or it ended to be a four-point, five-point game. So typically, to your point, Danielle, when Connecticut wins, they are winning by more than a possession. And yeah. if they're going to beat Dallas, like if you like Dallas, I would almost, I would look at Dallas on the money line. But if you like yeah, Connecticut, absolutely. then yes, you shouldn't fear the spread. You're right. But yeah, if, I, just, exactly... I just got the Chicago ghost in my head, you know, that I keep thinking about. As you should. I mean, we'll see if, if we actually are recording before we know the final result of Tuesday night's game. So we don't know if the Sky are advancing. But if it is the Sky who are heavily favored, but maybe New York doesn't upset at home. Uh, if it is the Sky and we do see the Sun advance, I want to see that series more than I want to see any of the other possible combinations in the semifinals, unfortunately. So I'm sorry to Dallas and New York fans, um, but that's going to be a really good series, the Sky and Sun. But to your point, this is what I said about both these games, the New York Versus the Chicago game and also this Dallas and Suns game, excuse me, Sun game. These teams are, it's going to go one of two ways, right? We have high volatility with the wings and high volatility with New York. Now, I did like the point actually you made about Dallas possibly being a good play in a first quarter situation, something like that. Or even right. a team we, total. A team total would be interesting. A team, to, a, a first quarter team total? Or, or no, a, a full game team total or Dallas to win the first quarter. Got it. Got it. I mean, Connecticut's first quarter struggles have been evident. We saw that in mm -hmm. game two Sunday. Not as much. Again, I'm referencing Dallas matchups from early in the season. Now, they did play at Dallas right before the All-Star break. It was the day after the 4th of July on a Tuesday. So, you know, you look at that spot, too. And I think we talked about this a bit, like, that's a factor going into the break. You might be a tad checked out, especially if you're a team that's in solid positioning for a top four. I'm talking at the time. Mm -hmm. And also, like, we talked about this with New York when they were given Vegas fits, just the fatigue factor of Vegas before they got Raquana Williams back in their rotation. They were really thin. So for New York, to, a New York team that volatile for sure, but they can get up and run. You could tire out a team like Vegas. And I think that's what Dallas did. And Dallas did have Arike that night. It was kind of a breakout game for Tierra McCowan, who has been phenomenal in the mm -hmm. second half of the season. A huge, a huge piece for them off their bench. Um, but yeah, the first quarter thing has been a real problem. They had a stretch for about a week or so of games 
or they were the worst first quarter team in the league. Points per game as an offense, defensively, averaging uh, or allowing 26 points per game, uh, points per quarter, points per first quarter. And the opponent was shooting 61% from the floor against them. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna win a lot of quarters if you're shooting like that. So yeah. Well, I'm wondering now as I'm looking the five games that we've seen between these two teams so far this season, including playoffs. Dallas held Connecticut under 80 points in all three of the games that they won. How much of that is Connecticut shooting themselves in the foot with the offense, and how much of that is Dallas's defense? Well, look, Vicky Johnson has done a really good job of changing things up, and that's what you have to do to this Sun team, especially when. Alyssa Thomas is rebounding the basketball <laughs> on the defensive end. Her her defensive rebounding numbers as the year went on slowly crept up. They were in, it was she was top 10 for most of the year, but when JJ went out with COVID and then JJ would get in foul trouble, they have a, they have the luxury of having three post players in Alyssa Thomas, Brianna Jones, and Jonquel Jones that they play AT a ton of minutes. Like that's why they call her the engine. That's why she's earned that nickname. She goes hard all 35, 36, 37 minutes she plays per night. So when you when you have Alyssa Thomas bringing the ball up the way she does, you got to get Connecticut in the half court. Once you do that, which is that's that's easier said than done. If you can't do that, they'll score a lot of easy baskets and and, and night night. The game's over. You're, you're not going to have a chance. Um, mm-hmm. I think edge Dallas in the sense that Connecticut is a better home team historically than a road team. Mm-hmm. You have a home, you have a home crowd behind you to give you that extra oomph to get back defensively and prevent any fast break opportunities. But a lot of teams that I've noticed that have given Connecticut some some trouble is they mix up their defensive schemes. They'll go to some mm-hmm. zone. They'll go to some man, uh, just just to throw a wrinkle and. When you have an offense like Connecticut, and, and by offense, I mean when you have a lot of stars. When you have a lot yeah. of stars on your on your basketball team, uh, you, you want to share the wealth. Everyone wants to get their mm-hmm. touches. The, the difference, though, of the better, the two teams, as we've talked about, the two teams ahead of the sun, and even I would even throw Seattle in there. The, te- the difference about Connecticut is their backcourt is not as dynamic slash experienced as other backcourts in this league. When you look at Kalia Copper and Courtney Vandersloot in Chicago, when yep. you look at Plum and Gray in, or Jackie Young even in, uh, in, Vegas, in Vegas, right? <laughs> like, Natisha Heideman's been phenomenal. This is no knock on Natisha Heideman. Her role is to go out there and make shots, but... For what she's had to do, and, and I think she should be, and Kurt Miller has said this, she should be in the discussion discussion for most improved player because the way she's had to change her style to bring the ball up and get everyone looks and keep the ball moving, organize everybody, that's where the loss of Jasmine Thomas has mattered because Jasmine Thomas not only was a great facilitator, organizer on offense, also an all-defensive caliber guard, and they don't have that anymore. They had, they had Jazz Thomas last year, Embryon January. Connecticut won a lot of games last year on defense. This year they tried to pick up the pace, so I think something you can throw off a team that pace and has a, a unique four in Alyssa Thomas. She's not really a four because she can guard mm-hmm. every position, but offensively plays more of a four, but also brings the ball up. It's weird. She's There's yeah. no one else like her in the league. Um, if you, you've got to throw different looks at their personnel. And if you do that, um, you confuse, it turns into the Spider-Man meme. Like who's taking the <laughs> shot? Who wants the ball? Like, and it freezes. Yeah. And it's, like, it's I'm really do. glad and, you, go I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that these different looks that they're throwing at them. I don't think now that, now that we're talking about it, I think the Connecticut is not 
the best team at making in-game adjustments. I'm and I'm I'm realizing I was like they're slow to make that switch. And the next game, they are an incredible bounce back team if they have a sure. loss. So to that point, they saw what Dallas did on Sunday. Maybe they bounce back in this game, and it's going to be in a big way. And also to our point about how if you like Dallas, just take the money line. Looking here. The closest game was May 24th, their first game. It was decided by eight points. Dallas won by eight. That's the closest it's been, margin-wise. So it's Connecticut wins by a bunch, or Dallas wins by eight or more. So that, I mean, that's really what we're talking about here is what's the point of taking plus seven with Dallas? And we could be completely wrong. Maybe it'll be a really tight game three. Yeah. But that's just been the pattern for these teams. Right, and if, you got, if you're lucky enough to get the seven, I mean, that's why, again, four and a half is like, hey, you might as well just take what Dallas do do on the money that? line. I mean, yeah. it, that's how I look at it. And again, I, I mean, I know I'm a broken record about this, but the <laughs> only, I just my, if my memory serves, I mean, we did, it was a 36-game season, we did 27 of them. And any game that came down to the wire, it involved Chicago. And that was about it. And, and that was it. That was about it. I mean, it... it Maybe a game against Washington earlier in the year in the month of May. What that was without Deladon, because um, because Mike Tebow is just a damn good coach and knows how to game plan against <laughs> Kurt Miller and two guys that are familiar with one another. But if you just go right through Connecticut's uh, wins this year, it's most it, it even losses, like you just said. Mm-hmm. It's by a possession. It's by multiple possessions. Yeah, right. So July third, they beat Washington in overtime. Um, and then the only other one I'm seeing, they're, they're, they had a handful of games against Seattle. That Seattle game I referenced with Sue Bird's final game. And mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, and then they, they, they had a nice comeback win against Phoenix. That was early in the year. They were on the road. They were down 13 in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, look, you look across the board here. It's, it's, by, it's by at least two possessions how their game's uh, the final result. I like your first quarter idea. On Dallas, I think that Connecticut takes a while to get the sun warming up. I don't know what's going on there, but I like that. Uh, I like the idea of... Mm, I, I feel like I'm giving leading. people a popsicle headache, though, because it's like, now I'm confusing people what side they should take. Right. Um, I think Connecticut wins the game. They've, they're the better Agreed. team. I do. Agreed. But, yeah. At four, I, I'm with you. Like, seven, I'm like, okay, they win a lot of games by seven, but they're up, like... I think in a game like this especially, when you go down as... Think about this, too. This isn't like the NBA where you're playing a long, drawn-out six, seven-game series. It's a three-game series. Mm-hmm. They ended the season. The Connecticut Sun ended the season in... Uh, this. They they beat. They were, they were in a really close game with Chicago, as I kept talking mm-hmm. about. They go to L.A., and they smoke the Sparks twice. So they basically... Sorry, Sparks people and L.A. CityCast... <laughs> Follow. It's okay. Season. They hear it from me all the time. They, that was a week <laughs> off for Connecticut. That was, I mean, doing those games, I'm like, this is like, it, it, it felt like vacation early for yours truly because I'm like, this is already over. I mean, this is our, Alyssa Thomas is playing. Except unfortunately, minutes. you were stuck in downtown LA, which is just, it's not the vacation spot. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> and then, and then there was a lot of hype and pressure around the final regular season game with it being Sylvia Fowles' mm-hmm. final game, which. That ended up being the case because Minnesota didn't make the playoffs. But even then, that game was – now, the, the starters had to come back in. Kurt Miller did not want Cheryl Reeve to make the playoffs. I mean, that's what it felt like, the way that game went, um, putting the starters back in. But it's a long way of saying Kurt Miller will not put his bench in, the exception being Brianna Jones because she's mm-hmm. not a bench player. She's a starter in the league. But for this team, she comes off the bench. He'll go full throttle. So even if it, it is a, a ten, you know, an eight, nine, ten point game with 
three minutes to go, he he's sticking with he's sticking with his starting lineup. It, it just like Dallas will because it's an elimination game. So, uh, will we see a fake free throw from Arike? Because that ruined one of my bets, and I just need to know if it's going to happen to me again. I was trying to think about how I think this is going to finish, and I'm like, is it worth laying it with Connecticut? I think if it gets down to five, that would be interesting. I don't really want the five and a half. I think that Connecticut could win this by four or five, but I think that that's just because they'll be up by nine, ten, and Dallas will keep fouling and try to try to extend the game, and then maybe we're in a situation where it's a little bit tighter. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping we don't see a fake free throw, because people don't forget. They certainly don't. Um... Especially betters. Betters don't forget. They, they certainly do not. Uh, yeah, that'd be a really annoying way for Arike Agumbawale to uh, to get back in the mix here. Um, <laughs> but like we said off the top about her being probable for the game. And again, that could change by the time we're done recording here. Maybe it's a definite. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, I think I would imagine. Dallas I think I saw she tweeted like God is so good or something. So I think she's like amping up. I think Arike okay. is going in. Cool. It's great. Again, I, I can't say this enough. I think it's great for the league to have a star player, yeah. um, a star college player. A lot of people know Arike because of the commercial nowadays and the shot she made at Notre Dame. Dancing um, with the stars, <laughs> wherever you know her from. Yeah, so I, I think it's great. Uh, I don't wonder, can, does she have the mental capacity and the, the, the fortitude to take a step back and think, they won a game against a really good team without me, and they had 28 mm -hmm. assists. I want to be a piece and not take over. But they might need her to take over, if that makes sense. Also, you got to pick your spots. She, she missed most of August, beginning yep. of the playoffs. Abdominal injury. We don't know. Maybe she'll be on limited minutes. We don't know. So but they, maybe but, she'll but, just but, come in when they need her. But, of course, from from a Sun perspective, from a Kurt Miller game planning, they game plan game to game, opponent by opponent, they have kept her in check. Uh, the, the matchup, I just now now I'm really curious because it, it, it makes me wonder what it was like when they played each other in May. So when they met each other in May for the first time, Arike mm -hmm. Gumbawale was 6 of 19 but made a huge shot at the end. Um, when they played that next, uh, they played two days later, Sun totally dominate. Arike still plays 31 minutes, 6 of 15 from the floor. And then the last game I want to check here is the game they played uh, right after I was referencing this earlier, the game right after July 4th, Dallas wins by 11 and Arike was six of 15. So she doesn't shoot a great percentage. She scored 20 in that game, got to the free throw line six times. Um, but yeah, I mean, they made Alyssa Thomas, five shot attempts, Jockwell Jones, four of 10, uh, one of six from the three. That's another, that's a big part of this game too, that I think, Connecticut doesn't take a lot of threes. They rank in the and just like LA, and it, that's why my memory serves because they just played LA last in the regular season. But they're they don't take a lot of threes. But what what changed a lot, what went up and down as the year went on, was their three point percentage. When they were rolling and in the mix for the one seed with Vegas, their volume of threes was never high all year. But they shot thirty eight percent from three, and then all of a sudden it dipped. Mm. To like 33%. And that reflects their first quarters. Just They were just chucking, chucking and ducking. And then that number went back up when they played well right out of the break. They, they were playing really well. Their only loss out mm -hmm. of the break, I think, was to uh, was to, to Chicago or Vegas uh, for, for, for a stretch. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they don't take a lot of threes. But they, if they make, you know, seven or eight, they're, they're, they're dangerous. But making three or four ain't going to cut it. Right, and it's and it's so hard to predict what we're actually going to get from them. One last thought on the Sun here, too. 
if the sun get knocked out, is Kurt Miller on borrowed time? No. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I don't think that's fair, Kurt. And I know everyone has heard this about, uh, you know, the WNBA Twitter sphere is like, well, you know, it, it, look, they're if they don't if they lose in this if they lose game three. They become a team, and just to use an NBA analogy, they become the exact team you don't want to be in in mm-hmm. this in this sport. Is you're a contender with the same core, or at least you you, you basically brought Courtney Williams back, and now Dewana Bonner is that missing piece. But now, in a way, Courtney leaves, so now Courtney's the missing piece, and then At was out. So he's had a star player out each of the last three years. Jasmine Thomas this year, the point guard, captain, ninth year with the Sun. Um, Alyssa Thomas, all, mostly all of last year, and then John Cole Jones in the bubble. So, and, and Brianna Jones has now turned into a player, and Brianna Jones is a is a pending free agent. They have a lot of decisions to make. It doesn't based yeah. on just cap, just the, just looking at the salary cap. I mean, they can't they can't offer her the yeah. Or or they've got they've got decisions to make. It's pretty like. It's pretty evident, even if I, you know, I, I work with the team, but it's pretty obvious just looking at it from a big picture. Like, they can't keep this together all that longer, um, this amount of talent. Gotta so give. They, they've got, there is urgency, which is which is why, again, shocks me how they played in game two. It's just, there's got to be urgency with this group to keep it together um, for this season because it might not be this way next year. Um, so, in, in Kurt Miller's defense, they just, a year ago, they just shattered the franchise record in wins, twenty six and six. The, the, the people it, are tired of the regular season wins. They want the title. Right, right. I know it's fair, but moving pieces and look, it's not like you get you don't get you know when they didn't have at for the whole year. That's a really important player. You didn't have John Quell the, the entire year. Now the, the sun played better in 2020 in the bubble. They made a little noise in the bubble, uh, as a, as a lower seed, your points valid for sure. I, yeah. I guess you don't have as much time. You don't have as, in this league. You don't have as much time to practice, to sort it mm-hmm. out, to change yep. how you want to play because there was a portion of the first half of the season. And we talked about, I'm pretty sure we talked about this. They were playing at at the one, they were trying to play this jumbo yeah. lineup. And Kurt, and Kurt Miller has said this. This is no inside knowledge. Kurt has said this publicly. The players were more vocal about, we want to be in our natural positions. And we okay. trust Natisha Heideman to be our point guard. And she answered the call. She's played at least yeah. 25 minutes a game. Her, her minutes kind of went up from 19-ish to about 25. So Kurt has developed trust in her. His, his trust is all about the defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they... Look, if they don't get out of this round, it's not going to look good. I think they're going to be okay. And then what ends up happening is you've got to play a team you haven't beat, you haven't, you haven't had much success against the last handful of years, and that is that is Chicago. So I don't know how they played a really, really good game against Chicago. The last last of the four they played head to head, they played a really, really solid game against a full Chicago team. Um, and they said they felt good about it. DB had a good look at, at the three point line to tie the game, but. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The too clo- you know, being close and, and just coming up short is, is no longer a satisfactory answer for a franchise that has not won a championship in, in the 20 years they've been around. So if it's they don't bad. win this game, it, it, there's going to be a lot of noise. And there, I think it's going to deal a lot more with the players. Because at least in Kurt's defense, mm-hmm. when you have a lot of veteran players 
Like this team, DB, almost 15 years in the league. Alyssa Thomas, next year will be year 10. Courtney Williams, mm-hmm. year seven coming up. Jonquil Jones, you're, you're no longer a kid anymore. You're, you're an MVP. Like people know you now. Jazz Thomas, decade in the league. Like there's going to be a lot of interior locker room finger pointing. Not necessarily the coach. Yeah. That's if I, it I totally... goes to hell. That's it. We're, we're obviously, I mean, I told you I, I'd like for the sun and the sky to advance. So hopefully that is what we're seeing in the semifinals. Before I let you go, Brendan, odds to win it all. The Aces yep. minus 139 at Bet Rivers. The Sky are 4-1. to one. The Sun are plus 450. The Storm are 5-1. to one. Is there a ticket you would take on this board? Because I am within an inch of my life of taking the Storm at 5-1. to one. Mm. Yeah, there, there's... They're like the whole team of destiny. Sue's last year. Stewie's playing unreal. If if Gabby Williams is that X factor for them, if she stays dialed in, and, and they're a different team with Tina Charles. Like they're they're a real problem. When she's on, mm-hmm. she's like she's she's tough. I mean, it, and Tina's had a well traveled career. Everyone's well aware of her uh, her her stops as of late. I was gonna um, say adding Tina Charles mid season such a cheat code. Come on. It really is. I mean, that's like turning, that's like playing 2K and you're allowed to like turn off, you know, you get to make any move you want. Like, like, oh, you're going to, it's like, you know, they call it now like the force win on the video game. That is a force trade. That that is happening. And that's what they did. That's what it felt like. Um, That's a different story for a different time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're certainly worth a plus 450 I'm seeing on DraftKings. Um, it's amazing, like they're how Chicago in a in a winter go home is is in a better spot than them is is kind of funny, um, mm-hmm. but look, I mean Vegas has has beaten them, has given them trouble, but uh, Seattle I think is a much different basketball team with 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 Tina Charles in there from a rebounding standpoint. They can give that smaller Vegas lineup some trouble. And they've got enough veterans where if they guard the three-point line, they only got to do it three times in five tries. They could be, they could be very much formidable to win the championship because then it would set up a game a matchup against. I, I think what gives people pause is then they'd have to play Chicago or Connecticut. Connecticut beat them all three times this year, and yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the record against Chicago to be honest with you, but. Uh, it's, it's tough path. Chicago gave everybody trouble. Chicago's yes. beaten all the top four teams. Yes, yeah. I, I think those odds are reflecting the fact that not only do they have to beat Vegas, but they have to then go beat Chicago or Connecticut team that swept it's them. Tough so, path. Very tough path. Um, that and and for Connecticut, I mean, just going back to them really quick. I mean, it was all setting up for the Sun to avoid Chicago. I think mm. Connecticut was a fan of getting Vegas in the next round. Like, but but and and the other side of the argument, and you hear this all the time in any playoff series in any sport. Well, you know, we knew we were going to have to play them eventually. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, yeah. it's still five. It's five in this round or the next round and five in the finals. So, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to play them eventually. So, be it. I mean, you're that's which is probably true. You're going to have to beat – you're probably going to have to beat Chicago and Vegas to win the championship this year. Unless Seattle, of course, you know, the team of destiny. But, yeah, they're they're worth a look. I, I don't love the – I mean, I wish there was better – was a better number. Yeah. Uh, I probably yeah. should have grabbed them – if you had a chance, any to interest grab... in in Liberty or Wings? <laughs> well, look with Arike back, that makes it interesting. Like I think wings you have are forty to... to one because, of course, you got to get it now. Because what if what if Arike looks mm-hmm. really good and they <laughs> it it works? I love it... that you're playing this out. You're you're letting our imaginations run wild. I love it. 
Well, because if she looks good and plays, I don't know what the minutes look like, what, what Vicky Johnson's going to say pregame, she's on a minutes restriction, we'll see. She might not give you anything, which is probably what will happen. She probably won't offer up much in the pregame media tomorrow before the game. But if Arike plays well and they, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a better number than that. Right? I mean, if you're, if, that's a long shot dark horse between the Liberty and the Wings. Obviously, we'll know about the Liberty's fate by this point. But the Wings, uh, forty to one, is a, is an odds. Uh, do you have any future tickets you're waiting on? I am not. No. I'm okay. Not. I'm, you know something that makes sense. Makes sense. Would you want a Sun at plus four fifty? I don't know. Because these I'm top curious. teams are all so close. These top teams are just. Well, I'm not so sure if the number moves all that much. If they so say Connecticut moves on, and. Mm -hmm play Chicago what are aren't I going to get a similar number mm -hmm. on them just having to win that next series yeah like a series price because they went 0-4 yeah. against Chicago yeah I'd rather wait and maybe you get Connecticut at a better number if say they're say they're down say they're down like 1-0 say they lose game so say they so say the the, the the Sun defeat Dallas and then they play Chicago game one in Chicago and they lose the game I think you're getting a better line there to bet the sun yeah. before they head home. Because as they always say, you know, series hasn't started until you win a game on the other team's court. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like you, the three game me, format for the record. about this now because you, you got me thinking about Dallas because I'm just trying to picture if they don't, if they win this game, what, this number is going to move too if New York wins tonight. Yeah. Doesn't it Which shorten? I don't know yet. Yeah, it could. It very well could. But I don't know because Dallas is going to have to play the, the Sky. And is that good for them? Well, what if Dallas plays New York? That's, That's my scary. Point. That's okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, I see the path you're going down. <sighs> so my point is, if you choose, if you believe, if you believe in Dallas, regardless of how Arike looks, I'm just trying to paint the picture if she does look good. You mm -hmm. might want to bet Dallas now, because mm -hmm. if New York does win, aren't you going to look at Dallas and go, no, look, that's a... But it, Dallas would have to play to win. Who do they have to play? They have to play the winner of Aces Storm. Are we sure about that? Oh, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right about that. I apologize. I'm thinking that's right. They got They don't reseed. Yeah. That's right. They're not reseeding yeah. this year. Good point. Yeah. So, right. So, are we sure about that? I don't think so. I think... I don't think so. I think, no, because the way the bracket sets up is Connecticut. If The way it sets up right now is Connecticut is going to play the winner of, um, Connecticut's going to play the winner of Chicago, New York, or Dallas Correct. is going to play the winner of Chicago. Right. So, so yes, I see what you mean now, because I, eventually I, I, to win the title I, in a yeah. final situation, I someone has now. to go through the aces of the storm. No, no. Now I understand what you mean. Right. So yeah. I mean, but still, if you get all the way to the, if you get to the WNBA finals, are you going to get plus, <laughs> you're going to get 35 to one? If it's wings versus aces or storm, I'm giving them like 60 to one <laughs> to win it. Really? Okay. Yeah, I am. I'm so low on Dallas. I'm sorry. I apologize to Dallas. Yeah, but like, but we'll that's, see. you really think so, huh? If, if, if it ends up being, if Dallas somehow beats, say New York moves on and Dallas beats New York. That's a that's a much easier path than having to play Chicago to get to the final. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, you're saying it is. if it's Dallas, 
Listen, I'm counting on the sun and the sky to get it done for me. <laughs> I want to see that series. That's what I want to see in the semifinals. And we will see if that's what we end up seeing. Well, but for me right now, storm or sky is where I would look on the futures board, if anything. Let me ask you a question. Not only are you going with this parlay you have here, are you like our man Dano who went with aces, I am not. storm, sun, <laughs> Sky Moneyline Parlay. I think they came out to what? Plus 125? Something like that? I Yeah, had to be. Uh, I am not. I am not. I rode with the favorites. It sat at like minus 120. It's not a fun play, but it is what it is. It's not, I, I wouldn't advise it. I wouldn't tweet it out. It's not, it's not something I would advise, but it's what I have to have a little action in this game and for things to be right in the world. If the sky and the sun win, we'll feel like things are right. But the last thing I have to say about all this is I think this this discussion is also leading to a larger point, which is this is, and I've said this a few times, it really is good for the league to have a series in the first round. Mm -hmm. It gives us mm -hmm. juice. It gives you, this is exactly what we get in the NBA. We overreact to one game or we, you know, we sold we out for the New York game. Yep. I mean, that's, you give people a chance to like digest as opposed to this baseball, this old baseball style wild card round thing. Yeah. You play a one game play, which is great. I mean, look, the one game playoff is cool, but when it's, when it's like, I don't know, when it's a team that you like Chicago last year, it's like Chicago's going to wipe the floor. They're, they're way better. One game. I'll take the sky, mm -hmm. but in a series, if you get them once, you're like, you start believing. Um, I'm with you. So I think it's good. I think it's all good. And just the Rike drama, she's going to play now. And you still got Sabrina and, and Benajah Laney and Natasha Howard. They've got some all-stars there. Sandy Brondello was a coach in the finals last year. Like, that's not, like they've been trying to get it together. If they get one hot night shooting it at home in a packed house, I mean, who, who's to say? Who's to say? So I love it. I love the drama <laughs> of the postseason. Uh, Brendan Clashing, everybody. Make sure you check him out. Follow him on Twitter, as always. And thank you so much uh, for stopping by. Of course. Looking forward to it. I hope we get to do it again with Connecticut still in this thing next Let's next hope. Sky and sun. Hopefully we get to see that rematch. Uh, and thank you for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. Uh, make sure you tune back in on Friday for more Los Angeles action. Uh, sponsored by Bet River Sportsbook.